Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. The College and Career Retreat is coming up February 10th through the 11th, and there is an early bird registration discount of $10 if you register by this Wednesday, January 18th. So we want to extend that to you, and if you have any questions, all the information is at cfcretreats.com. You can find the cost, uh, the schedule, uh, hotel suggestions, all of that, registration buttons there, and we look forward to seeing you and or your group there. So let's jump into our topic on today's episode. We looked at the idea of answering this question, what is faith? And then we kind of springboard from that as I had a a student ask me not too long ago, what is faith and how can I even know like if I possess faith, when I possess it, have I lost it? And I thought it was an excellent question. So we want to look at that uh, on today's episode. So we defined faith, if you remember, by a two-word definition. And there's lots of great ways to look at it, but this has helped me tremendously, I think, to understand really practically speaking what faith is. And we define it this way, it's ventured trust. It's ventured trust in some object or person. Uh, We understand faith has to have an object. The object of our faith is vitally important. Uh, So how do we know when we have faith? How do we know if we have faith? Again, you know, is faith a reality? Is it just some figment of our imagination uh, that we cannot be certain that we possess or that we do not possess? Can we tangibly know if we have faith or not? Uh, Since faith itself is not an objective object that we can see, touch, How can we truly know if we have faith and when we have faith? And so we want to look at that. I think it's great for us to understand uh, faith because faith is the essence, it's the essential part of of Christianity, of our Christian faith, right? We always say that, have more faith, uh, the Christian faith, having faith in God, having faith in Jesus Christ. We hear that so very much. So let's look at this. Uh, So let's look at this idea of faith, and let's look first of all at the idea that faith is activated. Faith, if we're going to have faith, there has to come a point in time when we have faith, when it becomes activated in our life. So the question we should ask ourselves if we're considering, do I possess faith, is this, have I ventured trust in the object of my faith? So if the object of your faith or my faith is a chair, I can have faith that the chair will hold my weight without falling. I can look at it and say, well, that looks like a normal chair. It's made out of wood. It should be strong. Uh, I'm uh, uh, acknowledging that. I'm assessing the chair. But until I sit down in the chair, I am not venturing trust or placing my faith in the chair. But at the moment that I sit down in that chair, I am activating my faith. I'm venturing trust in it, therefore I'm activating my faith. If the object of my faith is a bridge that I'm going to cross over or I'm going to walk over maybe hiking, um, I'm not venturing trust in that bridge until I walk on it or drive out on the bridge. I can sit there and stare at it. I can look at it. I can think, man, that's a, that's a good bridge. It's strong. It looks reliable. Uh, I can trust in it, but I'm not venturing my trust in it until I step out on it. So we venture trust in Jesus Christ the moment we place our faith in him. We do this by accepting God's free gift of salvation. The Bible tells us, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So the moment that you called, wherever you were, whenever it was, uh, you activated your faith in 
in Jesus Christ. So this activates our faith. As soon as you sit in the chair, you're activating your faith. As soon as you drive on the bridge, you're activating your faith. As soon as you call out to Jesus Christ to save you, you are activating your faith. I have to ask you, have you done that? Have you called out to Jesus Christ to be your Savior, to forgive you of your sins? Because God says, that's how you accept my free gift of salvation. I offer you the gift And if I was to hand you a gift, you have to either accept it or deny it. By not taking it, you are denying it. And as soon as you accept it by calling out to him, you're activating your faith. So then you have faith in that object. If you've called out to Jesus Christ, you have faith in Jesus Christ. And so then the question would come up, well, what about when I lose faith or I begin to doubt? uh, Am I losing faith or how can I know that I truly have faith in him? Well, have you called out to him? That's when you activate your faith. If you've done that, you venture trust in him, just like you would the chair, just like you would the bridge, or just like you would any other person that you're placing your faith in them for a promise or for a job or whatever it is. I think our airplane illustration will help us here. Uh, An airplane is designed to take us from what? From point A to point B, from one place to another. And we venture trust in the airplane the moment we walk on board. And so when I sit there and I look at the airplane, I'm at the gate. As soon as I step my foot on that plane, I'm activating my faith or I'm venturing trust in that airplane. So once we get on board the plane, we're not getting off until we arrive at our destination. We have an active faith because we ventured trust in the plane. You understand, we, we stepped foot on the plane, so we had faith in the plane. We ventured our trust in it, so we possess faith in the plane. Once we get on the plane, we could hear some strange sounds, see what ha- appears to be maybe an, a, me- a mechanical issue on the wing, start hitting some turbulence, bouncing around a lot. Now, these could cause us to begin to question you know, faith in the plane, begin to cause us to lose faith that maybe we originally ha- had maybe fear would begin to rise up in the place of faith but notice we've not lost faith in the plane because we're still venturing trust in it by sitting in our seat we activated our faith in the plane to get us to point b now some things may happen between a to b that scare us that maybe cause us to question but we're still venturing trust in the plane because we're sitting in our seat. So just the same with faith in Jesus Christ, we activate our faith the moment we call on Jesus Christ for salvation. We venture trust in him to get us to point B. Just like we cannot get off the plane until we arrive at our destination, we cannot lose our faith in Jesus Christ until we, not until, uh, but we will arrive at destination B, which is the end, the end of the world, the end of time. When we get to heaven, that's destination B. So we're venturing trust in Jesus Christ where we have faith in him. There may be things that come up in life, but we once we activate our faith, we cannot completely lose our faith. We will be kept by the power of God. We are kept through faith, for by grace are you saved through faith. We're saved through faith. So when we activate that faith, we cannot completely lose that faith. Now, it may get clouded. It may get diminished. We're going to look at that in just a moment. But once we step on board that plane, once we activate our faith in Jesus Christ, that faith is secure until we get to our destination. 
But we understand as we go through life, we talked about the turbulence, we talked about maybe looking out and you're seeing maybe part of the wing flapping in the air and you're going, oh my, you know, this, this plane's not going to get me there. So you begin to lose faith, if you will, uh, in the object. And so sometimes fear may come up in our life, sometimes a trial, sometimes sickness, sometimes many trials at one time. So it begins to cause us to question the object of our faith. We begin to question Jesus. We begin to question God and maybe his ability to save us, to keep us safe. We begin to question uh, his promises that he's made to us in scripture. Now, does that mean we have lost faith? Does that mean we no longer have faith? Well, can I say this? Faith is not measured. As we go through life, we can begin to what we would refer to as lose faith in an object, That would be, we were doubting the object. We're doubting that that object can do maybe what we initially thought it could do. For the plane is to get us safely from point A to point B. We see the wing. We see some smoke out of the motor. Uh, Maybe it's normal. So we begin to doubt its ability to get us to point B. Now, we understand a plane illustration breaks down tremendously uh, in comparison to Jesus Christ. A plane can have a mechanical failure and could go down. Jesus Christ cannot have a mechanical failure. Once we activate our faith in him, it is secured through his blood until the end. It is sealed by the Holy Spirit until the end. We are born into the family of God, never be to rejected out or kicked out of the family of God until the end. When we activate our faith, we receive eternal life, which is eternal, not weekly, monthly, yearly, Not for 10 years, it's eternal until we get to heaven. And so faith is not measured. So we can begin to feel like we're losing faith in an object, but what is essentially going on is we are doubting its ability to fulfill what we we initially ventured trust in. So after sitting in a chair, we can begin to doubt that the chair will hold us up. Maybe it starts to creak. Maybe it starts to wobble, you know, left or right. And after sitting in that chair for a long time, we begin to say, well, I don't know if this chair can hold me up. We're still sitting in the chair, though. We're still uh, venturing trust in the chair, but we're calling into question. We're doubting its ability to hold us up. You see, Jesus tells us faith is not determined by the size or amount. Sometimes we think, well, I just don't have enough faith. And I know uh, here Jesus teaches us in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, Jesus said this to his disciples. They had trouble, uh, were not able to cast out a demon. And he comes to them uh, after coming off the Mount of Transfiguration. He makes this statement in verse 17, and Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And so Jesus rebukes the devil. He heals him at that very moment. And his disciples get, us, get him to the side, and they ask him a great question. They said, Jesus, why could we not cast him out? What was wrong? What did we do wrong? I mean, a great opportunity for them to learn. And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For verily I said unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. So notice he didn't say because of your uh, your low uh, faith, because of your little faith. He said, no, because of your unbelief. 
And he said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, if you have the smallest amount of faith, you can move mountains. So Jesus said, it's not about the amount of faith that you have, but do you have faith? You see, when we think about doubting or questioning maybe God's promise, God's ability, uh, whatever we're venturing uh, trust in, uh, we're doubting that. But we are still having faith in it. You see, the opposite of faith is not doubt. Why? Because you can only doubt what you believe. So the opposite of faith is unbelief. And that's what Jesus calls out to them. He says, it's because of your unbelief that you could not do this. If you had just a little bit of faith, then you could move mountains. And so faith is not measured. It's not measured by its size or its amount. It's not about the amount of faith, but whether do we possess faith. And how do we know when our faith has been activated? When we venture trust in that object. The moment we venture trust in it. The whole time we're walking or, or riding across the bridge, we have ventured trust in that. We can doubt its ability, but regardless, we still have faith. And I hope that helps you. So faith is a grain of mustard seed, Jesus said, can remove or move mountains. Think about the ability of just a little bit of faith. Why is it? Because it's not about the amount. It's about venturing trust in him. And while we're venturing trust, regardless if we doubt, we still will possess faith. So faith is not lost when we doubt. So the question is, can we lose our faith when it comes to our faith in God or our faith in Jesus Christ? No. We cannot lose. Now, it can feel like we're losing faith or we've lost all faith. But according to Scripture, we're saved by grace through faith and that the power of God keeps us. And so we can go through trials. We can go through heartaches. And we can feel like we're losing our faith. But we have to go back and remember, was our faith activated? Yes. There was a point in time when I believed upon Jesus Christ. I activated my faith, and that faith will carry me from point A to point B, just like on the airplane. I've walked on that airplane, and until I get to my destination, uh, I have faith all the way through. So until we get to heaven, I have faith. It doesn't matter, though it feels small. Does it matter if it feels medium or big at certain times? Jesus said it's not about the amount. It's just that little speck, that mustard seed, the smallest seed uh, there, as long as you have faith. So once it's been activated, we have faith. We do not lose it. Now, it can be clouded. It can be attacked. It can seem as we do not have faith. But once it is activated, we possess faith in Jesus Christ. Now, doubt does not mean Doubt does not mean that you are lacking faith or you do not have faith anymore. Because I said earlier, you can only doubt what you believe. And understand, doubt is not the opposite of faith. Unbelief is. And so if you have ventured trust in, you can doubt, but you've secured the faith. You ventured trust in it. We can doubt or begin to question whether something is true or right, right? We can begin to question whether God will keep his promise, whether God truly exists. I mean, we, we all as Christians go through these times when we're questioning or doubting whether God is or can do something. I mean, think even John the Baptist, the, Jesus said he was the greatest man to ever live on earth, and even he doubted whether Jesus was the Messiah. Had he lost complete faith in him? No, but he was doubting because of his circumstances, because he was in prison. And he sent people back to say, hey, 
Jesus, are you truly the Messiah or should we look for another one? And Jesus never rebuked him. Jesus never uh, made him feel bad. Jesus never said, I can't believe you've lost faith. He said, go back and tell John all the things you see and hear, how the blind receive their sight, the lame are healed. Go back and tell him what is happening and that will strengthen his faith. So as you and I walk into doubts, after we ventured faith in our object, in Jesus Christ, those doubts will come. What do we need to do? We need to remember. We need to go back to that moment when our faith was activated and be reminded, no, I do possess faith. We need to go back and remember all that God has done in different situations and circumstances so that can help us. That was what Jesus gave as a remedy to John the Baptist to help him through his doubts. You see, once you activate your faith in Christ, you venture trust in him. It's done. Your faith is activated through your entire destination. Now, we would venture trust in the airplane by getting on, and that activates our faith. And while we're on the plane, we'll get to our next destination. You see, we possess faith in the plane because we stepped on it. Now, as we say, we may question our ability to get, we may question the ability for the plane to get us there, the turbulence, uh, the, the, the mechanical, seeming mechanical failure. We may just get nervous. We may get anxious. Different emotions will rise up in us. But regardless, we have faith in the plane because we activated the moment we stepped on. So regardless of what you may experience in life, what may cause doubts to rise up in your heart and mind, if you have called upon Jesus Christ to save you, you have activated your faith. Um, and your faith cannot be removed. It cannot be taken. Now, it can feel like it's gone. It can feel like it's diminished uh, through the trials of life. But that is doubt. It's not unbelief. And so we'll take next our next episode and examine a little more deeply what is doubt and how does that affect our faith and how can we move through it and how can we be sure we're not experiencing doubt uh, or allowing doubt to uh, minimize our faith or allowing doubt to hold us back from allowing God to do all that he wants to in our life. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.